You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players every year. And they can help you, too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler's Sandy's Shortbread Cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. So you guys, I've discovered a podcast I don't know, is, is it okay to talk about another podcast on our podcast? I of say course. no. Okay. Oh, I mean, oh. no. I mean, I mean <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. yeah. Sure. There's this amazing podcast uh, that I've become obsessed with, and it makes a perfect companion piece to our podcast, I believe. Mm. It's called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And it's this, this great music journalist named Rob Harvilla, and he basically every episode he picks one song, from the 90s. I mean, it's everything you like, you know, top hits from and not only like goes into the, you know, the song and the meaning and why it was written, but also the whole history of the band. Um, so, you, you know, it becomes an opportunity like, for instance, you know, I I knew the song Hey Jealousy by Gin Blossoms. Right? Of, course, of course, great song. The song. Great, great song. I had no idea anything about why that was written or the tragedy of the band. Oh, yeah. It was the guitarist. Am- Wasn't the guitarist that wrote it and the guy who wrote that and their other two hits killed himself? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cr- I, mean, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like a lot of things in the music 
like the music industry, especially in the nineties, there's a lot of drugs, a yeah. lot of depression, yeah. a lot of, um, but anyway, be, you know, for anybody who grew up in the nineties or who was listening to music and especially because, you know, we've talked about before, like in relation to our show, it was still like a monoculture, right? So everybody was listening to the same songs. Everybody was talking about the same songs. And, um, so it's really interesting to dive into these, um, the backstories. And he's just a very funny, witty writer. He usually has guests on and they just break down. Like, I didn't know anything about Oasis, for instance. It was like one of those things I just completely missed. You know, like, yeah. I didn't know the story of the brothers and this history. Like, I just, I knew some of the songs, of course. So like, I went and listened to the Wonderwall episode and it just blew my mind. Like the hearing yeah. the backstory. Um, There's so a anyway. great documentary about Oasis that's out right now. That's like two hours long. It's pretty phenomenal about their rise to fame and then how they broke up. And it was like, the brothers don't speak anymore. It was over like clothes. Yes. It was, so yeah. It's, it was, it's we, Jensen weird. and I were just talking about songs that you don't really know the meaning of and then you go back and re-listen to them and you're like, whoa, that's what that was about? Like, remember the song Closing Time? Of course. Yeah, of course. It okay. became like every bar. What? Right by the time you turned 21. Like yeah. Okay, right. And that's what you think it's about, right? It's yeah. actually about watching the birth of his child. What? Wow, and okay. It, the the baby is out. You can't, you don't, you, you, you can't stay here. You have to go home. And there's okay. actually, no, no, you re-listen to it. There is a yeah, lyric no, that that's says, awesome. but it's he amazing. Calculated also, because like, I love that like every couple of years, there's just a song about like drinking or bars. Yeah. Right. And it's like so smart. Like it's, like, it's like writing Christmas songs because yeah. it's like, it's always going to have a place. <laughs> Exactly. There was like five years where you couldn't go to a bar until like at 2 a.m. They would just play closing. And you'd be like, all right. The birth of your child. Wow. Or shots. Do you remember the song? Shots, shots. Oh, my God. Shots. I'm going to go on record and say that is in my top 10 favorite songs of all time. No. Really? Yes. Terrible song. It is amazing. How dare you? How dare you say it is a terrible song? It is incredible. No, it is incredible. I absolutely love it. But it used to be, it was a song that I ran to. And that, so if you just think about it as being like, you know, it's the right beats per minute to like get you going while you're running. That's one of the reasons I love it. Exactly. Right. Okay. Except for those of us who are younger than I of the Tiger. Sorry, yeah, exactly. That's my '70s running song, "Eye of the Tiger." Thank you, Danielle. If you want to, uh, if you want to do an episode that is like you're talking about, Danielle, where you discover what it's really about and so disturbing is uh, "Crash Into Me" by Dave oh. Matthews. Oh, which yeah, which is like a beautiful song. It's a great it's like song. One of those songs I love you it. Can't help but just like, oh, and like yeah. you know, I was just the right age, sixteen yeah. or whatever. Night, but when you listen to the six the. 60 songs that explain the 90s episodes and they like they don't have to go very deep you just actually listen to what he is saying it is right. the most disturbing yeah, song it's, horrible, it's so sexual but it's great. So, it, but it's a beautiful song you kind of can't now do you think it. this guy on his podcast is sitting there going so i found the greatest podcast in the world that it's is a perfect companion it's called pod, pod meets, meets world. world is that a thing <laughs> also hit me baby one more time apparently was a double entendre that also had sexual undertones i was not aware you yeah. guys look <laughs> at my Spears. shirt Yes, too much too shirts. Much shirt. I'm wearing that. I'm wearing my too much shirts. Writer, I have your shirts. I have Please. a shirt for Indy. It's yes. an extra small. I hope it fits him. It may be um, very stylishly oversized. Will well, that's perfect. I have all of your shirts? Triple XL. Great. Yes, of course. You're 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 a beast. Growing Will. up, I was just called Husky, so right. that will work. Yes, I right. have the Husky size. 
Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So I love my Too Much Shirts shirt. Uh, it's the only one I've worn. I'm wearing it today. I also got the Hold the Plane for Minka shirt, but I haven't worn it yet. But yes. all of you can get your shirts as well at podmeetsworldshow.com. Um, so merch. please go check out the merch. Also, um, just very quickly, Danielle, I was in Boston at Comic-Con this weekend and there was a plethora of Pod Meets World shirts. They were everywhere. It was awesome. It was so cool to see people out rocking their Pod Meets World shirts. It was great. It was really, really cool. I haven't that- seen one in the wild yet. I'm just- Oh, yeah. No, they're out there. That's And I asked, just for the record, I, I asked everybody that I met. And there was a number of people. I mean, tons of people came up and said they were listening to the podcast. I said, are we ruining your childhood for you? And every single one said- I love that that's where you went. No, I had to. I had to. I was like, are we doing anything that's ruining your experience? And they're like, no, it's awesome. We love the inside stuff. Keep it up because this is totally cool. It's enhancing the show. I was like, okay, good. I felt good about that. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, that makes us feel good. I also wanted to give you uh, guys just, you know, we get- thousands of emails and some of them most of them are really incredible and we love reading them unfortunately because we get so many of them it would be impossible for us to write you all back or acknowledge you but it doesn't mean that we're not reading them and it doesn't mean that they're not special so I did just want to give a couple of little shout outs to people like a shout out to Deanna C who used Boy Meets World as a way to get through her hard childhood and she saw the show as an escape I want to give a shout out to Becky O who is a high school teacher who starts her classes every year with the episode Teacher's Vet. Isn't that cool? Wow, cool. Yeah, she says it gets some cringes, but starts some really good conversations too. And she said this year, the podcast recap actually really lines up with her back to school time. So it was perfect. So now they get to listen to both. Uh, And then I thought this story was so amazing. Shout out to Katie H, who herself actually works on Righteous Gemstones. And she Zooms with her childhood best friend every single week. They originally met in study hall and Boy Meets World in 1993 was the thing that bonded them and made them friends. Yes. And now, so they used to watch the episode together every week and then talk about it. And now, 30 years later, they Zoom every week to talk about this podcast. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they oh, should I start their that. own podcast about our podcast. <laughs> about and our and, podcast, and yeah. Then, <laughs> and their keep... friendship. <laughs> so and how, how we are just keeping them friends. What and if they have nothing else in common? What right. if it, this, it's just that's it. us? It's, that's it. That's all they've got. Oh, man, that's so funny. That's Isn't great. Isn't that funny? That's so, cool. So uh, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. And we are edging closer to our first ever live show as Pod Meets World goes on the road to San Diego at the Magnolia on October 22nd. How many layers of shirts do you two plan on wearing? Um, Not not counting vests or hoods, I'm gonna I'm gonna right. aim for four. That's impressive. Ooh, That's wow. impressive. I'm gonna try to outdo you and go for five then. Oh man, I'm gonna be outnumbered. Well, we're gonna record a part of the podcast, talk about specific episodes with audience members, perform a scene with one lucky listener, and we will have a special guest. Plays with squirrels? Yes, he will actually be there. But this time I was talking about someone else. And VIP packages will get you a meet and greet and a photo and autographs. Tickets are available now at Ticketmaster.com for Pod Meets World at the Magnolia in San Diego, El Cajon on October 22nd. Don't miss out. It's going to be, yes, I'm bringing this phrase back, the cat's pajamas. I am 
so excited. We are all so excited about today's guest. Uh, she is America's mom. She is <laughs> one of the most incredible women actors. Uh, she's a mom in her own right. She's a wife. Uh, she is absolutely wonderful. And so please welcome to the podcast, Betsy Randall. Betsy, my TV mom. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. Did you know that not everyone has a podcast with their two childhood best friends where they can talk about their memories and relive them week after week? Huh. Are you sure? Yes! So they don't have a way to see themselves as teens on a streaming service with the ability to focus on their regrettable hairstyles and melodramatic auras? No, but I have a solution. Tell me because I'm freaking out! Well, if our listeners have their own favorite memories that were caught on videotape or film reels, and now they have no way to watch it or share it with friends or post it on social media, we have your solution. Legacy Box. I used Legacy Box and it was so easy. Just threw some old VHS tapes into the box that they supplied. They digitized it. Next thing you know, I had a secure thumb drive ready to play. That way, my home videos can last forever. Legacy Box co-founders Nick Mako and Adam Baselogger came up with the idea in their college dorm room and have since become the largest and most trusted digitizing company in the world. And they can digitize 15 different types of analog media, whether it's a VHS tape, a mini DV, a Super 8 film reel, or even photo negatives. Legacy Box is ready to help. After 10 years in the business, they've helped over 1 million families relive some of the most important moments of their lives. Legacy Box is the simple and safe solution for digitizing all of your family's precious memories. And by going to LegacyBox.com world, you can enjoy 50% off when you get started with Legacy Box today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 50% for a limited time only. 
That's right. Save 50% because of us. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You are, how are you even more gorgeous than the last time I saw you? Well, I worked on it this morning. (laughs) I sloughed and I'm getting, getting my eighties hair back, my home improvement hair. Oh man. I can't wait to talk to you about your home improvement hair. Yeah. Well, it's big and, and, you know, got me this job. Okay. So I'm joking around. Are we okay? Yes. Yes. We're great. You all look beautiful to me. Oh, I miss your face. I'm going to cry already. Oh, no. Oh, man. Okay, so to give everyone a little bit of a, I mean, not that she needs really any introduction, but she played Amy Matthews, the matriarch of the house, for 158 episodes of Boy Meets World, the wife of Alan, the mother of Corey, Eric Morgan, and eventually Joshua. Couple Morgans. Yeah, a couple, couple Morgans. Yeah, a couple Morgans. <laughs> it was on the milk bottle, remember? We had yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about <gasps> yeah, that. We did. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah, Wait, we totally tell that did. story. Please, Please tell, tell that story. story. Okay, I'll interrupt you. Well, the funny thing is, is that I'm friends with, with uh, what's her name now? The original. What's Lily. 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 You're very um, close. She's not that close, but I have seen her in place. She's a magnificent actress. Yes, yeah. yeah, she is. So... The, the the crafts, not the craft services, but the tech guys that, you know, the, the props, the props, the props guys, props guys, guys, yeah. you know, just provided us with a milk carton with a picture of Lily on there and saying, if you've seen this child, please. Do we actually shoot with that milk carton on the table? But you know, they did. It's just they didn't zero in on it. I think right. they were a little scared to do that. They probably took a shot of it and went, nah. Oh my wow. god! I'm so curious if anybody can see it. In oh my gosh! Episodes. I'm dying that, that would to be know. Second, second or third season. Second right? or third season, right? Well, when did? Yeah, she was because then Lindsay comes in after what, like half a season? Was it a full no. season? No, I, after? I, oh, no, I, she doesn't come I, in until like fourth season, dude. Really? Is that fifth. we went that we, long without we a couple season. years? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Lily wow. was gone a long time. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was just one season. I thought so too. Maybe that I'm wrong. Was there. That she was there for one no, season? No, no. That she, I think she was there for two seasons. And then no, I think Lily she was, was gone after the first season. Really? Yeah. And then, yeah. So, and then, and then, we then I thought we took a season off. And then at third... least one. I think it was fourth. But oh, I don't know. Okay. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure there are 
Well, well, somebody, will, yeah, somebody, right, exactly. Or, somebody will pop up. Well, uh, probably Easton. Up. Easton actually probably <laughs> Easton knows all the details. Well, I have a grandchild fan. who's three turning to four, and I can just picture her at the, that age, at four, four to five, going, uh, I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. yeah I don't want to do this. No, I'm not going to do this. You know, and you go. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So Try I, explaining contracts and work to you know a four or a five-year-old like mm -mm. yeah god bless chris Um, kyer god bless chris kyer that first couple couple seasons first season chris kyer who is an upcoming guest of pod meets world we're very excited yes we're gonna have chris kyer on we're so excited to talk to him we can't wait so betsy you were on home improvement before Mm -hmm. you ended up on boy meets world can you tell us about how you were cast as amy matthews and whether or not home improvement and your role there had had a hand in it it had everything to do with it um remember i did have big hair it was this really great big hair and the first episode i did well i had auditioned to play tim's wife Okay, on Home Improvement. They're down to three of us. Frances Fisher got cast first. You know, the Frances Fisher, the actress who was married to, what's his name, the big director, actor. Um, And then she was fired because she didn't know how to be funny as as a backup. You know, she didn't know how to be the straight man. Right. So and that wasn't working with Tim because he was a stand up comedian and so on. So that didn't work. But I, there were three of us up for it. They really they call me back it was the last three. So then when it came time when they finally cast Pat Richardson, who was more of this dry delivery and I was much more Mary Tyler Morris, you know, kind of thing mm. compared comparatively. And um, so she uh, so so anyway, they they just they, they brought Deb Barilski, who's not one of my best friends who got me this job, um, said, what about Betsy for this best friend, Pat, who's a feminist friend who will make fun of Tim for his tools? And I seem to nail that. <laughs> no, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I didn't even try. It wasn't literally no pun intended. Not that clever. But anyway, sure. Um, so I got that part and it was just such a fantastic episode. One of the funniest ones where Tim, you know, nails a, a, a glues a, a piece of wood to his head. And and it's just one of the funniest episodes. It won all these awards as the ABC funniest episode of the year or something. So I happened to be featured in that. So that didn't hurt. And then, you know, I stayed on and they liked me a lot. Um, John um, Pasquin was directing at the time. So Disney's watching me there already. And uh, so then they called me in after two years at, at Home Improvement and said, what do you think? You want to go for this part? They want to see you. And I went, really? I don't know if I want to leave Home Improvement. I really like it here. You know, yeah. I didn't know. And I kind of knew in my bones this was going to be tricky for me because I uh, had I wasn't going to be featured, you know, that the mom wasn't going to be featured. And there wasn't it wasn't like Tim and Pat, you know, it wasn't going to be just the kids and mom, you know, or the husband and mom. So it, it became the mom thing. But anyway, I competed with about a thousand people, I was told. To get, you know, at least um, to get this. And I kept, I went in three times. Wow. They weren't sure. I was like, 
well, this really builds my confidence. But um, <laughs> it was just one of these things where they just wanted me from the beginning. They somehow fell in love with me from home improvement and they just went, no, there's nobody better than her. So we'll go with that. And that was true. Although I really, you know, struggled to get my lines memorized and stuff like that. But Betsy, do you remember, do you remember what the audition scene was? Was it a scene with you and Corey or was it a scene with you and, oh, it was, it was you and Corey. It was a scene with me and Corey and I was sitting on the bed trying to comfort him about something. What was I doing? Giving him advice about something. Okay. Sitting on the bed and wearing baggy clothes. I wore all my own clothes. They <laughs> dressed me like a pamper or something. I don't know, for the first <laughs> year. And finally they went, what's with her wardrobe? And, you know, things like that. But they finally snazzed me up a bit. But Did you know. read with Ben when you screened? Like when you screen tested, did you, did you read with him? No. Wow. No. Did That's you so ever crazy. read with the original Alan, Matt McCoy? No. Matt was cast after me. Okay. Really, the only people that were cast for sure was me and Corey and Ryder. We were wow. for sure's, and then you came in. But we we changed Matt. We said goodbye to Matt. That was that <laughs> Matt. But there wasn't a lot of, I you know I didn't know enough. When Rusty came in, it was like a whole different experience. Like. I know this guy. I've seen him before. Wow, he's cute. You know, <laughs> he's really cute. He's kind of tough. You know, guy's guy kind of thing. You know, I don't yeah, know. We talked about the fact that like Amy and Alan were really set up to be different parents. Like you guys were not the stereotypical dweeby, dorky, butt of the joke parents. You guys were cool and you wore cool clothes and you had hip taste in music. And like your relationship with each other was very cool and relaxed. And the way you guys parented was also a different style of parenting than we saw on TV at the time. And I wonder, like, that is very much how we see you and Rusty. So we wonder how much (laughs) of that was really based on them incorporating and writing the characters after who you were as people rather than, you know, trying to fit somebody else into the mold. You know, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. They, I, I, I just was my being myself. I can be funny. I can be not funny. I can be sad. I can take it personally. I can do all that. But I was always myself. I didn't ever feel like I was playing someone else. And that's what they said. Just be your wonderful self. And I went, oh, God, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. Play my wonderful self. It's easier to be evil. I did a movie where I got to be evil. It was a piece of cake. (laughs) The thing was, is that I, I just think that that's very much what happened. And Rusty and I, had a wonderful chemistry right away. You did. Yeah, I remember that. We yeah. were both studied with the Sa- Sandy Meisner. We both had from the same background. I we you know, I was still taking classes and stuff while I was still getting started and so he was just sort of reassuring to me when we saw what worked. We went, "Well, this is why we work because we worked off each other." Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we worked with you guys is because we gave you honestly how whatever you did or said, me, I'll speak for myself. I think it, Rusty would call himself more a craftsman. I just take everything personally to, the, <laughs> to a detriment. But it, you know what? It serves me on camera, right. I think. 
So one of my favorite things, if we're starting from from uh, you know early on, one of my favorite things was you. Um, I just I love all these stories that pop into your head when you're I know, I talking know. to somebody. And we were we were doing the little, um, and I've, we've talked about this on on the show before. We were doing our opening title sequence, and it was kind of getting little pops of everybody. Okay, will you go lie in the bed now? Hey, look up and smile like you're doing this kind of stuff. And I was watching. Everyone was watching as we were you were doing yours, and you're sitting there with Ben and. You put the Band-Aid on his head, and then you walk away, and you do a big smile, and then they yell cut, and you walk over to me, you're like, that's my please watch our show smile. (laughs) And I'll never forget that. It always stuck with me. And then the first time we saw it together, we were all somewhere, we saw the opening title, and you went, yep, there it is, my please watch our show smile. Yeah, it it is. It's shameless, but (laughs) we all knew that. Come on. It worked. It worked. It did work. It was perfect. Oh, So, so funny. Was that also your first that like the guys have talked a lot about that first photo shoot being their real first introduction to everybody. Do you remember the first time you met Will and Ryder and what your impressions were of of all of us as kids? And then the first time you met me, which was significantly later. Yeah, well. First of all, you were all so young. I I, can't, I was just watching the episode of the Santa thing going, oh my God, we were all so young. <laughs> I just, my gosh, how the time flies. Um, well, I met Ben and Ryder. Were you coming? Were you at the table read? Yeah. 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 I, and I was Will, were you? Okay. No, I got cast later. There was another that's, Eric. That's, oh, that's right. That's Harry right. Harry something. I didn't Harry bond Branchy. I didn't bond with him. Oh, else. good. Good. <laughs> I can't remember who that was. But yeah. I do remember that I met Ben and Ryder and then his family. So, wow. but anyway, that's when I met you guys for the first time or this world uh, for the first time. And, um, you know, it was sort of amazing. In fact, that kind of overshadowed everything else. I don't even remember reading the script. Did we read the script? <laughs> I'm sure we did because we all auditioned for the same material. So I sort of had it down, you know. Now, you you obviously would have worked with the kids on home improvement, um, although I'm sure your role wasn't necessarily heavily involved with the kids. So was Boy Meets World your first time working with a bunch of kids? And were you nervous? What what did you have any concerns going into it? No. None. (laughs) I I mean, I'm I'm a mom. I have kids. You know, there's nothing scary to me about that. Just, you know, but I, I had great respect for them. It's just that I wasn't involved in a lot of dialogue with the kids. Yeah. There was one where I was babysitting and I, I told Tim the, who won the game and I practically killed me. So <laughs> kind of things like that, but never really, you know, hands on with the kids. So right. I wasn't nervous. No. Coming into Boy Meets World with all of us. Yeah, I wasn't worried. I just, you know, I was really taking it one step at a time, just kind of glad I got the job. I wasn't sure I was going to get it for the longest time. So, you know. So wait, so how long when, you know, the first time you heard of Boy Meets World to the actual table read, how long was the process before you, you were reading the script? I feel like it was months or something. I mean, it really took a while because they were auditioning everyone. And right. I, every, they were also auditioning everyone, some actors from Chicago. I knew some big names, actually, to play Rusty's part. So, you know, they were really trying to put the right package together. Um, I, I was told that when we shot the pilot and they do that, you know, I don't know what it's called, where they do a, 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 
an estimation of who loves the show the most. Like or, a focus group? Oh, like a test screening kind of thing? Yeah, test screening. Okay. And and I scored rather high. Lily and I kind of scored better than anybody. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. Like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to keep this job. That's but great. then it just, you know, became, I was just slipped to the background, of course, after that, you know, not not like the same thing. Well, but. that's actually, that leads me to my next question, because we have okay. talked about it a lot, that in, we are watching, today we're we're watching episode 110. So we're 10 episodes into the first season, and there have been many very heavy Alan and Corey episodes, lots of deep stuff for them to go into, and we've talked a lot about the fact that it felt like there were some missed opportunities where some of that could have gone to you, where we could have learned more about you and your backstory. And so do you remember feeling like you were getting the short end of the stick as an actor? And did you ever talk to Michael about it or the other writers about things you wanted to do or, or how you wanted your character to be involved more? Well, I appreciate you asking that because, yes, that was very hard for me. Really hard for me. And I'm the only girl of three boys growing up, so I'm used to that. But not to be, um, but I did feel, to be honest with you, Michael is a boy and the writers were all boys at first mm -hmm. and they didn't know what to do with mom. Mom <laughs> yeah. was not, you know, I just mom was sort of still in the background serving them, but not necessarily the driving force. Um, they eventually they started giving me more episodes where it became a little bit more like we, you know, like when you tried to run away from home and we had, you know, Juliet there. Mm -hmm. Oh I, yeah. I, Olivia Hussey. Olivia Hussey. My, yeah. My idol who was terrified. Yeah, it was amazing. My hand. She was so afraid of the audience. I'm going, See, this makes me look really good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I mean, I was like, get my hair really good if she's going to be there. But that, that's just a side story, but really it just, at first, it was just really hard for me. I didn't know what to do about it. And at one point, there was some of the humor, some of the stuff just didn't, I didn't get it sometimes. I, I you know, I didn't, that's not, that's that funny. Oh, well, just throw it away, throw it away. So it just sort of became, ins and, I went in and out of um, being present in the way that I wanted to be. At first, I was much more present. I had much more of a voice and I was acting and, you know, there was much more between Rusty and me. Over the years, as you guys got older, it was more fun to have see you guys being your geeky selves out there in the world, you know, so it was wonderful. I mean, I had such good relationships with all of you that I wasn't bothered by that. I just didn't think that the guys knew what to do with me. And, um, and it was intimidating. So there were times when I, you know, felt intimidated or, or quiet. And I did talk to Michael at one point when I, I think it was, um, like, I didn't really like it that we ran into you at the hotel. And I, I didn't, I, I thought it was weird. The and prom I, episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and I thought, um, I wouldn't approve of you getting married so young. I never, I still <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> yeah. That's strong. People have strong opinions about that one uh, yeah, left I, and I, right. Yeah. And I just felt like they, you know, trivialized my experience of it until I went, no, you know, I've, I've got a lot to say. And the one that you repeat that's so funny. 
when I confront um, Mr. Feeney across the street and say, I don't approve, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I remember one of the things we, we've addressed on this show a number of times is the fact that especially at the beginning, they didn't they were they didn't know kind of the tone of the show for everybody. So they were trying different pairs. Sure they were. And, and at the beginning, uh, I mean, I, we see this in this episode that we're going to talk about later, uh, you know, our, our the 110 that we've been talking about. This is where then it was kind of like Eric and Amy got a little bit of screen time together, which I, this was the first time I think that ever had actually I happened. You were at the door with her in the bathroom. I yeah. thought it was a great scene. And it was a great scene, but that also led to, as the show, you know, kind of progressed, you and I had some fun storylines together. Like, you know, when, when Amy's coming to school with Eric and, and so they kind of saw something there a little bit. I think from this episode, they saw a little kind of like, Oh, this is an interesting pair. If you did Eric and Amy, um, and we had some fun stuff as the show progressed, I thought. We did. I think so, because you were older, too. And because Ryder and Corey had each other yeah, in a way. And then Alan was always giving advice and yep. telling everyone what to do. So I, I, I watched that scene yesterday and we're standing at the door with Lily in the bathroom. And I went. Oh my God, we look alike. We do. We look alike. We both have the same humor. We were rolling our eyes and doing these things. Just like, what are we? We're mirroring. That's fun. And I thought, isn't that interesting? And I, you know, I forgot that that was. You were very easy. All of you were easy. Can I just establish that? Because you know, I had such a love affair with all of you. But but you and I, Eric, immediately took off. And remember, my your parents said. You know, watch out for him. I said, I told your parents I'd watch out for you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. You, well, I think I was also, I'm I'm the. For Aaron's age. Yeah, I was the same age as your son. So it was, you kind of instantly were like, okay, it's that's, easy. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was very, very you simple. You were much friendlier than he. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. He's but it was. with mom as you were. <laughs> Betsy, how old were your kids when Boy Meets World started? So you had kids at home, a teenager still at home? Yeah, I had Aaron at home. Okay. And he was um, a junior when I started. Let's see what year was it? Ninety three. We started. Yeah. No. He. If he was my age, he would have been a junior going 16. into his senior year of, yeah. of high school. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was not. He underplayed the fact that all his friends went, dude. My mom's hot. <laughs> my mom was really hot. He goes, no, she, no, she's not. <laughs> Don't say that. I mean, he, was, he hated that. I he hated that I was fine. <laughs> and then his friends was, They so liked funny. him over a lot. That's fun. awesome. Oh, well, man. Betsy, going back to Amy, you know, being a little bit in the background and not having as much meaty stuff to chew on as, as Rusty did as Alan, mm-hmm. we have got to give you so, like, just so many props because we have talked about it. In every single episode, how and Ryder made a really good point one day where he said, you know, we're now rewatching the show as adults. And so we are now recognizing things on the show that when we were kids, we never paid attention to. And this is with absolutely no disrespect. A lot of that was then the stuff that the adults were doing. We weren't paying attention to what the storylines were that were going on with the adults and what the nuances were and, and how the layers were filling in. We were just thinking about where is the where is the hard laugh coming? And and those were the things yeah. we focused on. Well, you were and talking now, to that. You were doing that's that. That's true. We were very much t- 
taught to <laughs> that that was where the, the yeah that yeah. that's where the good was but mm-hmm. what we have all recognized in rewatching the show is how incredible the moments are that you and Rusty give even when you are only in two scenes or even when you only yep. have a few lines yep. the way you're there are under small actors you know Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's, but the, that's the proof point. of it. Yeah. yeah that's exactly the proof of it. The way, like, for example, your performance in Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. Uh, so good. Where you are making the muffins in the kitchen and Corey comes down and says, Hey, where's Grandma? And you give a, a, the tiniest little look and you say, Hey, let's bake some muffins. And with just the smallest look, the audience knows. Something bigger is going on. She knows what it is. She's trying to protect him. And the fact that you were able to get it across and and just the amount of warmth and and like you are such a you are perfect. You are a you were absolutely flawless. And yeah. so wa- watching you has been watching you has truly been one of the joys for me of doing this podcast. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's really we also Not thought they hugely <laughs> well we also thought they hugely dropped the ball in that episode that it would have been a perfect time for her it, for it to be your mother Amy's mom yeah. And not Alan's mom. It would have just added an entire new layer to the thing, giving your character more to do. Um, and it was just just wasn't done. So, I mean, it was what it was. But that was something we brought up was like, why? That was a perfect opportunity right there. Like, why yeah, not that? Yeah, it was. And it was. You remember, these are boys writing this. Yeah, this is this is Michael's life. You know, I mean, there's a lot of it is Michael's experience with moms and grandmas and so on. And so, I mean, I can't I'm not going to blame. I'm not blaming. No, sure. Just, no, that has something to do with it. I'm going to have to watch an episode. Which one was that? Called? Grandma was a Rolling Stone. It's the oh, one right. with Rue McClanahan. OK. And oh, oh yeah. And yeah. you, you are just unbelievable in it. You have a you have a whole scene where you you talk about how long you've known her and uh, you just you deliver a message with like no shame in your voice, no judgment. It's really it's truly beautiful. Go back and rewatch it and and appreciate you as much as we appreciate you. Um, and in this episode, 110, the Christmas episode, I thought your jokey, laughing, sarcastic it made me feel seen as a mother because a lot of the mothers I know are, you know, if this had really happened to their child, would find it impossible to laugh at it. It would right. be, this has traumatized my child. I'm going to speak to a manager. And, and, you know, it would have been. And you obviously were very concerned about her and you want her to be OK. But also the absurdity of the situation <laughs> is not lost on you. And the way you come home and tell the story to Rusty and explain it and start laughing. And then the way you and Will at the door are laughing, it is just more of your genius. How much of this episode and your performance in it of laughing through some of that stuff was just you, and how much of it do you think was scripted? Oh, it was totally me. Uh, I, I totally me, and it was totally rusty. And the thing <laughs> was that the reason we went to that was that immediately I'm going, you know, yeah. we're acting yeah. up like the. I go, what am I doing, and what am I wearing? Anyway, <laughs> I, you know, I was like, that's boxy thing. But anyway, I go, oh God, that's bigger than life. And then Rusty says, I didn't understand what this meant. And I said, here's what happened. La, 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 la. But I think what you had was Rusty starts laughing. And then I can't help but see the humor in it there because we're on the same page. And we're baby boomers. Okay. 
baby boomers were born in 1950. Baby boomers are hip and cool to the end. You know, we really are don't we have a lot more going on for us than our parents' generation in terms of relating to the dramas of the children. I mean, I I thought it was perfectly natural to laugh, you know, even yeah. though I'm concerned. It was totally it's what I would have done myself. It's great. And do do you and Rusty both still wear clogs? It's a great, it's a fair question. Fair question. Oh god. I I stopped wearing clogs. They were bothering my toes, but he lived in those things. I just wear flip-flops now. I got I, one of fine. I can't do anything. I don't know why it's so salient to me that you guys both always wore clogs. It was yeah. the cutest thing cuz I I wondered did did one of you come to set wearing them and then the other person said, I'm also going to get a pair of those? Or did you both just naturally wear those when you met? Well, there was a fad of earth shoes at a certain point when we were hippies. And so when, you know, young parents or whatever, and you all had these shoes where your the back is lower than the top front and different kinds of shoes that are good for your back or standing on your feet a lot. And the clogs I had were great for that. So it gave me a little height. It was a little yeah. taller than I really am like that. Made my legs look a little better. But uh, really, we just both wore these clogs and it was not planned. It just was part of our age group, I just think, to tell you the truth. So it was very totally different. Remember that. That has to, yeah. Oh, God, what was your relationship with Rusty like? Rusty said that you guys were pretty close and that the four of you uh, with your spouses went to dinner rather often. What? Tell yeah. us a little bit about your relationship. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, I, I miss him a lot because I don't get to see him much anymore. Um, but... This uh, this was just an easy thing. We went mountain biking together, and we, you know, I I suddenly we were mountain biking. I can't believe I was mountain biking, but we were. <laughs> and I had places to go, and he he even moved where I moved because he liked the mountains where we lived. And remember when we had the cast party yeah. at the house in Montanito and that big house? We finally moved out of that house, but um, he bought a house over there too, and then. You know, their kids got older. His he just had one baby at the time. And so he was behind me in terms of my kids were, you know, like I said, your age. So right. it was it it was an easy thing. We still are friends. We don't see each other very much, which I miss. Um it was awkward in a way almost when we came back for Girl Meets World because he was directing and I was just sort of not sure where I fit in. It was kind of weird. So that that was just more recently where I just got, I don't know, we're, you know, what our friendship's like anymore. Um, but we adored, I adored him. I I thought he was so sexy and so fun and such a good actor. And when he got, you know, when he got bossy with me, I just looked at him like, don't go there, you know. <laughs> Most of the time we we were on the same page because we worked off each other yeah. and they wrote us writing. So that all that flirtatious stuff was really there. I mean, that's what you do as an actor. You play off the person you're in Chemistry. love with and, yeah. and it works and it yeah. really shows. And everybody, when I do these cameos, they all just think, 
you guys were really in love, right? Did you date? You know, <laughs> yeah, no, they believe it. No, That's so great. We never had an affair. No, sorry. You know, oh, well, you know, we didn't do that. Well, no, the thing, but again, if we're talking about pairing up, I mean, the parents are the only set pair when the show starts. So it's like if there's not chemistry between that pair, that's not going to be a good. I mean, again, I'm Matt McCoy. I've seen him in a number of things is a fine actor. I've seen him and he's done a oh, ton sure. of things for years and oh, years yeah. and years. But yeah. you and Rusty, the second you're on screen in the, in the pilot episode, I mean, the second you see them, boom, couple like you just know yeah, right yeah. there. It's a, you had that instantly the couple feel. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have oh. at least, you might not have had an affair, but did you at least have a little bit of a crush on Rusty? I'm just a curious. A little, a huge crush on Rusty. <laughs> huge. But not like out of control. It wasn't like, do I dare, you know, it was right. never like that. It was just, we had such fun chemistry. There was one time where we had to really kiss and Rock, Corey's videoing. We've seen okay. the episode. Yes. Okay. yes. So the the writers, okay, are watching this go down. And he says, now, come on, you got to, you know, the, our director comes like, you have to really kiss her. Because, you know, instead of just this little thing. So I've got a thing of ice cream in my lap. And he starts to kiss me. And the ice cream starts falling <laughs> out of the bowl. Because <laughs> we're sharing ice cream and it's like huh what and then we get caught and they come in and they're laughing their heads off going we need to get the ice cream (laughs) and they were all all the girls were so envying me to kiss us like that and it was really great i'll never forget it was like and it usually it's embarrassing if you have to kiss a stranger you know or i had to do it before we've all had to do it but this this was embarrassing but once we got into it it was like well this is what it would be like i don't know it just was fun (laughs) it's just a fun story when i spilled the ice cream that's hilarious kind of kind of a general question and because so much of like rewatching the show for us and talking about our experience has been, you know, just realizing how little experience the three of us had walking onto the set of Boy Meets World. Like we had nothing really to compare it to. Yeah. So I'm wondering how did the set compare to other sets or, or how, what was the community of writers and actors? What was the vibe? I mean, how, how was it different than home improvement? Was it better? Was it more relaxed or different theater companies that you had been a part of? Like in general, what was Boy Meets World like as a set? Well, I hadn't been in L.A. that long. I'd been flown out for a pilot, and that's what got us out there, but Mm. um, for something else. But it was very similar. The the whole thing is very similar. It's it's a way they do it. You know, it's it's commonplace the way things are handled. Um, I didn't notice a big change except for that here I was, paying full, paid full, you know, not just, and, you know, I wasn't just a a, a guest star and I felt a responsibility about it. I got to stay in Tim Allen's room when we first shot it and things like that. But in terms of the process, um, did we, I, did we start right at Disney or was that, that, 
was it right at Disney? And then yeah. we went to MTM after that. Yeah, it was the first two years at Disney, the next two years at KTLA, KTLA. the third two years at Radford, and then the last year back at Disney. Right. You know, it's funny that Radford stands out more than anything else. That's For me too, kind of. Because it's first, the best one. It was a great lot. Yeah. It was such a great lot. That was, yeah. yeah. And we and were Ellen rolling DeGeneres, by that time and all yeah. that. Yeah, and Ellen DeGeneres was losing her temper across the set, the <laughs> parking lot, I remember. And so, Seinfeld was right. I mean, we were right next to Seinfeld and we shot exactly. like our opening title sequence on the Seinfeld, well, and, New York Street. And Third and Rock from the Sun. Third Rock was yeah. right next to us. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. That was a really yeah. cool set to be on. Yeah. Which was great for you guys when you were older and you were kind of, you know, strutting your stuff. Super oh, hip. Yeah. yeah, we were super yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. big stars. You all had those fancy cars and I was still driving my Honda. In fact, <laughs> I said to you, Will, what, why is it? Was it, well, I think it was you. I said, why do you have this, whatever you had, you had this. I probably had the Jaguar at the I time. I was going to say yeah. the Jaguar, why yeah. <laughs> I'm driving this Honda Civic, you know, and you said, I don't know, why is that? You know, like, well, I have two kids in college and I, yeah, I have yeah. cars. You know, maybe my things trickled off a little more. It must have been. I was like, I'm 19 and selfish. That's why I have this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could have cared less. You know, it wasn't my <laughs> claim to fame. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. 
That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now, I have a very important question for you, Betsy. Oh, Are you team side yard or team backyard? Oh, geez. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So the little yard that you guys oh. share with Feeney. Yeah. Do you think that yard is the side yard of the Matthews house or is it the backyard of the Matthews house? Well, it looks like a side yard. Oh, oh, <laughs> excuse right. me. Wait, she said looks. So it looks like. Tiny, I know. So tiny. Mm -hmm. And there's a, you know, the porch just sort of stops there. You don't know what's beyond there. Um, I would imagine it's a side yard and then it goes around to the front. Hmm. Interesting. I've never thought this before. This is the first time anyone's <laughs> So let me let me lob something at you. What okay. about the fact that the front door is directly opposite the back door uh -huh. that leads to let the Let me try to change yard. your mind, Betsy. <laughs> just, listen, she said she's just thinking about it. We're trying to present both sides. <laughs> well, could it be... That the front door is on the other side, and that's the front yard that takes you to the side yard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't think it's the backyard. All right. Well, wow. we, we I'm sorry, Will, congratulations. You've drafted Betsy to your team. I am not. I. It's not a team. It is just it's what it's I don't I think we can all agree. It's a strangely designed home. I think it may be a corner lot. <laughs> That's bit. Hey, so that's maybe we're it. both right. Maybe we're that's both it. right. It's oh. a corner lot. That's There's what it not is. enough compromise in the world anymore. Maybe we're both right, Daniel. Listen, I'm totally fine with both of us being right. It also, <gasps> it is also team. It makes no sense. Exactly. Like, it's like every every exactly. political argument I've ever had with Will is <laughs> <laughs> like. Well, no, no, everybody's wrong or everybody's right. Yes. It's, there's, this is the classic Will. I'm like always very strong about something. And yeah. then Will, you're always like, no, no, no. Everybody's an idiot or yeah. everybody's a everybody's genius. genius. <laughs> what about you, Will? Exactly. What about you? You know what it is? I think it's that it's, I had two older brothers that did, they get along great now, but didn't always get along. So I was the one who was like, hey, you know what? Maybe you're both right. <laughs> or both wrong. Or both wrong. Maybe it's all shades of gray and there is no one answer to anything. Thing. You know, Betsy, who knows? 
How what? often are you still? Help me now, Will. What, what is it? Are you still <laughs> recognized all the time for being? Always, always. Oh, so cool. Wow. And I love it. I People come up and thank me all the time for being the example of a perfect mom. Yes. And yeah. wife and family and how they raised, they were raised this. I, I say, well, I did raise you. And they go, yes, you did. <laughs> they really feel that. I mean, I watched Father Knows Best. I watched Beaver. I watched all these things, but I never felt like Donna Reed didn't raise me. I didn't right. feel like that. My mother was pretty wonderful, but, and I also had three brothers and we all sang and I came from a family that wasn't stereotypical in the sense that we weren't always dependent on the TV to define ourselves is what I'm going to say. Sure. Dad was scary. Dad was scary. I would have liked my dad to be more like Rusty. I think that would have been better. Well, you be really honest. were like it just, I mean, you were a perfect mother. I think the yeah. way the character was written uh, had a little bit to do with it, but it, it wasn't well, even... I give them a lot of credit. For it that. wasn't even them, though. It's so much of it is who you are. Yeah, and, it's your and, presence. Agreed. Yeah. 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 You're so you know, grounding. Thank you. That is very, very sweet to hear. And actually, I, I feel that I was. And when I watch it, I go, well, you know, I don't like that outfit, but, you know. Pretty good. I'm not look like I'm acting, you know, a little bit. You know, at first you're kind of trying to find your like that little humor thing. You're trying to overdo. You do it out a little bit too big. But overall, um, I just uh, I think that when you asked me if I talked to Michael about feeling left out or underappreciated or underwritten, and I did go to him about that, but it was not until the very and it wasn't until after we did the the scene where I come to class. Yeah. And and, he, and I think Michael wasn't there or something. And we did it without him. And I thought, well, this is finally they're kind of giving me something to talk about. And so I, I went to Michael. I think it was during the time where I didn't approve of running into you at the hotel or something. I felt I don't feel like people. My friend said, gee, you don't have a lot to do or, you know, I don't have a lot to say, you know, at different times over the years. And I said, you know, that's kind to bother me. So I went to Michael about it. And he said, I said, I don't think people take what I feel or think seriously enough. I think the woman's voice here is not being heard. But it took me years to get the courage up to do that. Yeah. And he said, everyone loves you. And I said, well, that's. That's nice. That's great. But I'm not, you know, I'm not sure you're really getting that. I think that that altered his thinking a little bit about how things were done after that. But it wasn't until really years later where I watched something that we were doing and I went, you know, not that bad in this. I'm not as bad in this as I thought, you know, just because I didn't have a lot to do. You know, I underestimated and I went, oh, not bad. And he said, you were wonderful. You made it happen. You you did. It's just that he didn't want to take responsibility for mm. the fact that the woman didn't have a voice in the same way that by then I should have had. Yeah. So Absolutely. I did address it, but it was a little too late to, you know. Yeah, which well, is it's strange because every time there was something where Amy had more to do, it was great. 
Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, it really was. It was. I can't wait to get to some of the later episodes again. I keep going back to that one where you and I had to share going to like you were going back to college and you were reading about. I'll never forget that was the episode where you come in and you read about like your first um, physical experience, uh, with, like your first sexual experience, and, and you're reading it to Eric's class in oh, college, and it's Eric going like, "Oh God, my mommy's talking about." And it was just. It was so fun, and there was something. Sometimes you you connect characters that shouldn't work very well together. Together, and they just work great. And, uh, you know, they did that with Eric and Feeney at one point. But th- I thought Eric and Amy were that same way, where it was like when they kind of hooked us up, um, the characters really meshed well together. So I can't wait to kind of get to those episodes. I'm going to go um, back and watch them all thing. You should. You should. That's what we're doing. That's the plan. Great you're doing this, you guys. This is so fun. Thank you. Thank you for coming up with the idea for us to do this. Yeah, this is amazing, Betsy, for you to come up with this idea. You did. You came up with the idea, and it was after a con in 2018. So thank you. Um, Betsy, do you have any favorite, like, behind-the-scenes stories or memories you'd like to share? Uh, no, you hated all of it. <laughs> no, it can be no. from home improvement. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I I have to think for a minute. Ask me something else and it'll come to me. Because okay. I do some of the behind the scenes stuff. But the ice cream story is great. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you another question. What okay. was your first impression of Bill Daniels? And how did your relationship with Bill evolve over the years? Good question. <laughs> I was awestruck. Because I'd seen him do um, 1776 on Broadway. So, I mean, wow. I was already, plus I loved him in, what it was it, St. Elsewhere? Or what, mm-hmm. not, was it St. Elsewhere? Yeah, St. Yeah. Elsewhere, yeah. I loved him in everything. And um, so I felt an immediate affinity to his theatricality, his musical experience. Oh. So we we actually hit it off pretty darn well. I, I was a little intimidated because he, had strong opinions about things, but um, overall, I, we hit it off pretty well. We liked each other. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, one other thing we want to talk about, which we haven't addressed yet, is you are, were, and are still a phenomenal singer, incredible musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how it I was mean, cool in this episode too. They brought in yeah. the piano. I bet you that was because of you, right? Oh, I'm that sure. Must have oh, been... Is it Jingle Bells? Yeah. 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 I remember backstage, you and Ben, especially always singing musicals, always talking about musicals. Uh, yeah, you were such a yeah, musical Yeah, were you still person. singing as you were doing Boy? I mean, were you going out and, and do it? You were doing cabaret stuff, too. Weren't I you did like- my club acts, yeah. yeah. I did two club acts. My second one I liked the best. But uh, yeah, I did two. And I went to, it was the, Cinegrill was the second one on uh, at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Because we went. You invited all of us. And we, I invited you all to the yeah. first one. And the, I don't know if it was the second one or the first one. But anyway, yeah, that's what I that's who I am. So what came first, singing or acting? <laughs> well, I started singing at, at birth. You know, I mean, wow. I, I, my family. And I say this proudly. I have an incredible set of pipes. We inherited my father's voice and I can sing opera and I can sing show tunes and I just, you know, had an instrument that saved me when I went through geeky times. At least I had that, you know. (laughs) So I think it's part of my identity. And so in a way, when I work as an actress now that I think of it, especially with this, there's a musicality to me Mm -hmm. about it. Sure. It wouldn't be surprising if he went, oh, she can sing. Go, duh. You Mm -hmm. know, just the way I talk and, you know. 
stuff like that. But no, singing is was my whole life and my singing growing up, being the only girl and the youngest of three boys, um, they were all singing too. So we had a lot to do together. But when often during the growing up stages, I was just in the backseat singing away to myself all the time. And now our granddaughter was visiting from Sweden this couple of weeks ago that Aaron and his family moved to Sweden. I don't know if I told you that, which, you know, freaked me out. But anyway, they came (laughs) to visit for four weeks and she's now this three going on four and she's in love with this new character from TV. It's not Lion King, but it's this Mahonta or whatever her name is, Mahoya. Moana? Moana. And she sits back there in the car seat, just all by herself. And it's, and I went, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I kept myself company. Oh. I kept myself company by my voice. Just singing was a way for me to know I was there. So cool. <laughs> That's Sometimes cool. I yeah. wasn't so sure. Still not so sure. <laughs> but I, I miss, miss it. What do you think Amy and Alan would be doing now? What do you think now, 30 years after we first met them, what do you think your relationship would be like? And what do you think you'd be up to now? Well, I think it would probably be rather similar to the way we are in real life. Um, I think because we're both very outdoorsy, um, we'd probably buy a camper and get one, you know, maybe uh, the new, uh, what's it's not, it begins with an S. Sprinter van. It's an S S word. It's sprinter. What? The sprinter van? No, it's it's like one word, like spanks, except not spanking spanks. <laughs> but it's like that. I'll yeah. think of it. And um it's just, you know, to haul that around and just go everywhere within the mountains, go fishing, go um traveling and touring and so on. And um I don't see us, Alan and Amy, of having a ton of money but we'd saved up a bit of retirement money. We could do that and, you know, have a good time together. I love well, it. Luckily, luckily, Spanx aren't that expensive. So the two of you could easily fit and <laughs> travel the country in so Spanx. Expensive. What is it called? <laughs> this is the thing about getting older. I'm 72 and it's like, my memory. Are you? You do yeah. not look 72. No, not look at amazing. all. Thank you. God. <laughs> Wow. So I want to, where can, where can ever, all of our listeners are going to want to know where they can see you now, where they can find you. In 2020, you did an amazing movie called Painter. That was a total departure from the Amy Matthews character. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and then also where we can find you now? Well, um, right now I'm here. <laughs> Not <laughs> right this minute. Thing, you know, so I audition occasionally for stuff and doing these self-tapings, which, you know, I'm never quite sure I'm doing very well. But um, I do that. Um, but the painter, but painter was the surprise that came to me. And I was shocked that it came out so well. I didn't know what the heck it was a low budget movie. But I'm so proud of it because um, they they just made a big to do when I had after it premiered. I was on the radio, all the radios all over the country going, was it really hard for you to break away from Amy Matthews to this? I said, not at all. (laughs) It was not hard at all. It's this was easy. This was so simply clear. I mean, as an actor, if you know what you want, you just go for it and you don't even. You're not ta- look. You're not concerned about anything else. It's just I had a mission, and I get a crush on this boy, and I didn't have a real big crush, not like with Rusty, but sure. 
He was a young, he was younger than my son, and I had to kiss him and sit in the bed and lean over and kiss him. And I don't know, my son's all right with this. But other than that, you know, really, it was, I'm very proud of Painter. If you haven't seen it, I'm, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. But it was such that when we did the screening, John was sitting next to me and we were done and everybody was going, oh my God, and we were all clapping and everything and like that. And John said, uh, I'm a little afraid to drive home with you. <laughs> that's, so cool. that's how you know you did it well. That's how yeah, you know you did it well. I scared him. That's and my great. brother said, oh, we saw mom in there. We saw this. <laughs> we know that side of you. I went, yeah, my kids know that side too. Wow. That's pretty mean. But I was also in love and it was a really nice way to play both things. I didn't judge myself, but you don't judge your character. So as far as I was concerned, I was just, if I was playing, it's like doing Amanda and Glass Menagerie that I did at the taper. And Mm -hmm. I was in heaven because I was doing Tennessee Williams and I was playing Amanda and Glass Menagerie. And you never judge your character. You, I mean, he wrote so well, I didn't have any issues of how to do it. It's because I just thought this, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm right. I know everything. And in a way, I think I use that same thing in Boy Meets World, too. I think that on a much less dramatic level, there's a certain thing that just says, I know what's best and uh, you'll just have to come around. That sounds a lot like Will. Very similar. Very yeah. similar. Yes. <laughs> I, Very I similar. Do. It doesn't mean I don't want to please people. I do. It's a terrible thing. But I want to be liked. But when it comes right down to it to my husband or people I, I just pretty much sure that I'm the right one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. well Betsy thank you so much for coming on the pod with us today and I hope that you know how loved and appreciated you are by every fan of Boy Meets World but especially the three of us here yeah. on this podcast and we hope that uh, you feel like you are given more shine on this podcast certainly than you were in maybe some of the earlier seasons of or any of the seasons of Boy Meets yeah. World because yeah. you are uh, just so appreciative uh, we are so appreciative of you and you are so appreciated so um, thank That's you for true. coming on and, and letting us chat with you we love this you Betsy this so has been such you. an honor. I adore you all. I miss you. And I, I wish we could see each other more often. So keep me post, keep me in touch. Yeah. Yes, we, we will. And, and I love you so much. Thank we you. love you. Love Thank you. Too. you. So okay, oh, go on. Okay. <laughs> love you, Betsy. Bye, oh, Betsy. Betsy. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye, darlings. Bye. Bye. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, Man my gosh. made Betsy cry. I don't, uh, I, she just so cried at the end. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. My first that, TV mom, though. She's my first TV mom ever. Hmm. That's the coolest thing. in the, And she was, because uh, my, my parents were both lawyers, so they stayed in Connecticut, obviously, when I came out and did boy. And Betsy j- jumped right into that. Like, I gotcha. I got, and my mom did say to her, like, can you watch out for him? And she did. And it was the, and I would go to dinner at their house and I got to know her kids really, really well. And, um, she's an amazing woman. She's absolutely an amazing mm-hmm. woman. So I'm you know so what happy. I love is, and like, it's totally beyond the purview of this podcast. So we can't really go into it, but I like when she throws out, like, you know, when I did Tennessee Williams at the Mark Taper forum, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, exactly. I, you know, they, they, it's, it's, it, you know, same thing with Bill Daniels, obviously and Rusty. It's like when Rusty's like, I was with mind troop in Scotland. Yeah. I just want like, I, to, to Whole recognize. Another episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just that, that these were great actors, you know, these yeah. were professional actors in a way that we couldn't be because we were so young, you know, we right. just sort of showed up and and we were kind of figuring out what it means to be an actor in the process of Boy right. Meets World. Yeah. Whereas these were 
full-on professional actors who had dedicated their entire lives to this to the art craft. form yep. that we totally took for granted, right? Yep. Like oh, we did yeah. not recognize. We were just sort of like, this is fun and this is easy. And I'm just now at, at now that I'm their age when they when when, you know, when they started our show, I can see how much life experience they were bringing and how much more life experience they were having. And I just love the craft of acting. I just think it's so fascinating, and yeah. I love talking, well, especially to the way they did it. it. Especially yeah. the way they did it. it was I, I feel like that's, you know, everyone's always saying like, why is every every huge movie star and everything, every huge television star, they're all British. They're all Australian. They're all, and it's because they still study the craft. Yes. Whereas we they in America, a great it's approach to acting. Still, yeah. yes, American, they do. American school of acting is completely broken. It is it's, complete because there isn't yeah. one. It's pick up no. your phone and become an Instagram star and then get a television show. Yep. That's I mean, there there are exceptions. Of course, there are there are exceptions. But for the most part, the reason why everybody's British and Australian is because they still study the craft of acting. Yes. So yep. it's it's still an art form that is one that needs to be delved into and strip yes. yourself away and built on. And that nobody wants to you know, nobody wants to do that on this side yeah. of the pond anymore. Yeah. Um, and they all did. That's what so. So when you actually get to talk to them, and they're talking about how they were they, they were Meisner students. And, you know, Bill, Bill never told us that he was a child actor when we were there <laughs> with him. He's working with child actors and because ne- he's like, I, we don't need to get into that. Be an actor. And it was just it was it's nuts to now because you're right where I'm older now, I think, than everybody. But Bill was when they did boy. Yeah. And so to right. look back on that and go like, I still haven't studied the craft of acting the way I should have. <laughs> You know, right. it's like, what the, I, ugh, yeah, it's a whole different thing. What, do, yeah. what can you do? What can you do? Well, this was really fun. I, sure. I love these little reunions we get to do. They, they bring me, me like truly so much joy. So uh, when we finish season one of this podcast, three uh, years from now, we, no, <laughs> we just, I really, I, I, I really think it's important for us to have like our own reunion where we just invite everybody who's been a guest on the show. Yeah. You know, I'll host it at my house. We'll have it in my backyard, but I just, like, not only do I want to have a casual, non-recorded conversation with everybody, I also want everybody to see each other again. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, like, Lee Norris. Like, when was the last time he talked Ugh. to Betsy? Or, you right. know, it's like, it would be so great. I mean, like, obviously, Lee's not living in California anymore. But, you We'd know, fly him out. Can get, yes. I seriously, like, I just want to have a reunion. Like, I don't want to get everybody in the same room. Because it's just mm-hmm. so, it'd be so nice to see everybody. We should. We should. This That's a great idea. We so should plan feelings. that. Yeah. We've That's got time. Idea. We're on episode 10 now. We've got until, like, episode 21 or 22. We've got a little yeah. bit of time. But let's plan it. Let's pick yeah. a date. A and start idea. sending out invitations so that Lee can fly out with his family. Yeah. And we can actually do it. But I it's think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I love that. We'll take a picture and post it on our Instagram. Good. Right. Thank you all for joining us. This has been Pod Meets World. You can follow us at Pod Meets World Show on Instagram. And please continue to send us your emails at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And as I mentioned, don't forget your merch. Merch. You can get your own Too Much Shirt shirt like I'm wearing now on podmeetsworldshow.com. And uh, next next episode, later this week, we are going to be recapping episode number 110. Um, I'm Santa's little Yes, Santa's Little Helper. Thank you very much. It originally aired December 10th, 1993. Looking forward to that. So join us for that episode. See you all later. We We love you all. all. Oh, is it you? Me? Go ahead. No, you. Go. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Lorraine Ruiz. 
engineer and Boy Meets World superfan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all in the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.